This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. That's Ion like Ian Garlic, like the spice. I this week. We have an awesome interview with Kimberly Bordenaro. Uh, she was named by Huffington Post as one of the top four branders, personal branders. Pretty impressive. Um, she's awesome, full of energy, super full of information, and a great, great story, an inspiring story. It really shows you not only the power of personal branding, but the power of keeping going, of being open in your marketing, being open to the experiences and being accepting that you don't know what's going to happen from day in, day out. And another thing that I love is that Kimberly's real motivation, her real success is the success of her family, spending time with her children and helping her kids get better and better every day. She has two beautiful sons. Um, I hope you enjoyed this interview. I'm sure you will. And she has some amazing action items at the end. A great way to look at creating your personal brand. And for those of you that think you don't need a personal brand, she really puts forth a great argument that if you want to affect change, if you want to make stuff really happen, you need a personal brand. You know, we... One of my favorite examples of a personal brand and having authenticity in history is Teddy Roosevelt. Take a look at Teddy Roosevelt. Look at his history. You know, you look at him, and for those that you don't know, um, he was obviously a president of the United States, but he was known for swimming in the Potomac when it's freezing cold and doing all sorts of crazy stuff, um, being this rough, tough pioneer guy when in fact he wasn't but he created that brand he created that personal brand and it allowed him to affect huge change and be still remembered we're still talking to him this day and we don't often talk about Grover Cleveland do we but Teddy Roosevelt everyone knows who he is I mean he's still in the movies look at that I mean night at the museum there's Teddy Roosevelt hopefully that's not the only place you guys know him from But if you do, that's the power of personal brand. Affect change. Become a legend. Even if you become a legend for 20 people, you can change the lives of 20 people. That's an amazing thing. And that is success. So listen to Kimberly. She's fantastic. And uh, listen to what she says and do what she says. Hi, everybody. This is Ian Garlic, and this is Dow of Inbound, and we're talking with the awesome, stupendous, now redheaded Kimberly Bordenaro of uh, Brandspiration. And uh, welcome, Kimberly. Tell me a little bit about yourself, and uh, let's talk to the audience, because uh, I met Kimberly at Icon, and we hit it off right away. 
Uh, if you look, there's about 8,000 selfies of us uh, throughout the <laughs> internet. Um, but she has an awesome story of how she grew her business and uh, use social media and how she takes care of her family. And I'll let her tell it for you. Oh, well, thank you. Um, yeah, we met at Icon and had a great time, by the way. <laughs> All those selfies. So, you know, I'm actually a um, April Fool's baby, just to kind of like let that out there for people to understand why there were so much selfies on the internet. <laughs> and since we were at Icon on April Fool's Day on my birthday, I decided to like, let's play a game and just take random selfies with strangers and make them feel really awkward. So, um, yeah, that's all over the internet. Anyway. <laughs> and there's a picture of you with a giant pickle, too. <laughs> right, there is. I think that's on your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so let's see. So about me, my story. I started off um, in Orlando in Winter Park. Uh, that's actually how I and I hit it off because he's out there. Um, and I dropped out of college. I'm a, a college dropout, kind of like Kanye West over here. <laughs> and so what ended up happening was I uh, moved down to Miami Beach, and on a whim, I ended up uh, interviewing at the Chamber of Commerce. I was 19 years old, or somewhere around there, 19, 20 years old, um, interviewed, got a position at the chamber. I didn't even know what I was interviewing for at the time. <laughs> Still got the position at the chamber. <laughs> and within, um, when I first started, and I, the first day that I got there, there was a, uh, a marketing and PR director, and she was starting to leave. And they were looking at replacing her, and they had replaced her. And I thought to myself, in my young mind, like, wow, you know, if one day if I could be the public relations director for the Miami Beach Chamber, that would be, you know, that would be it. That would be a great uh, goal to have. You know, if I do that by the time I'm, you know, 40, 50 years old, yay, you know. Um, I ended up getting that within, I don't know, within six months to a year. By the time I was 21, basically, I was the PR director of the Chamber of Commerce in Miami Beach, which was wonderful. Um, a great, great base for learning about business and learning about, um, you know, how, how to go out and network and how to, you know, build yourself up within the community. And people often ask me, they're like, well, how did you do that without a college degree, without really any sort of marketing background? And, you know, and it almost sounds like, oh, it was just, you know, luck, but it wasn't. I mean, there was luck in the sense that the position didn't work out for the other person, um, but I had already planned on this is what I'm going to do in order to get there. And I put a strategy in place and I worked my butt off and I learned everything that I could. And I also networked with the people that I knew could get me there. And that's how I did it. So I always say that was my first personal brand of what I did and how I got into what I do now. Um, really interesting to me was to understand people's personalities and the experience of who they were. And that was really what I was looking at during that time. Uh, from there, I ended up going into the mortgage industry like everybody and their mother did. Um, but it was a little different for me. My mom was actually um, diagnosed with cancer for the third time. And I had lost my father when I was 15. Um, and so I decided, well, I, I need to go back home and be with my mom. I, I knew how important family is. I knew how important it was that I was there for her during that time. And so I gave up the chamber position at the height, you know, of my career, moved home with her. And, um, you know, it was, it was a really good decision for me, but 
being in my early 20s, I had a huge ego at this point, you know, I thought I knew the world, like I had already gotten my, my dream job that I had already wanted, you know, what else is there? And so the, the truth was, I really needed a job where I could go home, take care of my mom, you know, take her to her appointments, um, she was having chemo and, and whatnot, and be there for her, but still make money, still put, you know, stuff out there. So I ended up in a mortgage company and um, I was helping them out. Basically, the guy that owned the company, which is another mentor of mine, was great. He loved going to all these conferences and, you know, like Tony Robbins events and stuff like that. And um, he would buy the coaching programs and and whatnot. And he would come back and he'd be like, okay, Kimberly, you know, I got the coaching program. I, you know, I don't have time to do this. So you do it for me, fill me in, you know, or you take the course, fill me in on what happened. And so I kind of created my own niche within this company of what I was doing. And from there, I would, you know, learn all the stuff. And then I would train the loan officers in his company on how to do business by referral and how to create their own unique brands within the community. Um, And this was pre-internet, not to really date myself, but like pre, you know, people being able to have their own websites and stuff like that. This was when you really had the network within the community. And so from there, we helped build up his business and it was great. And I decided to move out to California shortly after, not shortly after, within two years, be with my wonderful husband. And um, when I came out here, I kept doing similar things for different companies. And I finally started my own company about one month after my son was born. And, uh, Let's see. So <laughs> at that point, I feel like I'm just rambling. You know? <laughs> Get a great story, though. Keep right? going. Right. <laughs> it's like, oh, I don't even know who I'm talking to anymore. No, but, um, <laughs> but so from there, <laughs> I decided, you know, I have my, my son. I, you know, this is not enough for me. My mother, unfortunately, had passed away one month before my son was born. And they always say, once you have a baby and, you know, and of course, once you're you're dealing with, death in your family, you know, and this was my second time, um, I hate to say it, but like almost like your creative vibes get going, like your, your juices are just kind of together because you want to make a difference in this world. You want to do something different at that point. And for me, I decided that, you know, enough is enough doing this for other people. For years, people have said, Kimberly, you need to create a business where you go out and help people be awesome and find their niche in the world and market themselves. And so that's what I did. So with my, you know, one month old baby in tow, I started my business and um, kept going. And I've always been one of these people that I don't like to hear I can't do something. Like I don't like to be in the middle of, you know, the muck of, of naysayers like, oh, you can't do that. Or you're, that's not allowed. You know, I like to go into these things and, and almost act dumb, <laughs> you know, act like, act like the blonde that I really am and just do it, you know, because that way I don't limit myself. And so everybody that thought I was crazy for starting a business, you know, who thought I was going through, you know, maybe postpartum or, you know, just like kind of like this turmoil in my life. Well, you know, I was like, no, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to do what I, what I do. And so that's what I did. And I had another child <laughs> because I was in my childbearing years, I guess. And um, with my second pregnancy, I learned that I had lupus. And it was the same day that I uh, <laughs> go back a little bit in this story. I, um, I also became the chairman at 30, uh, the chairman of the Calabasas Chamber, which was another goal of mine 
given that, you know, I feel like I grew up chamber, you know, related. <laughs> and so I, um, on the day that I was accepting the position at the dinner gala for the chairmanship, I had gotten a call from the doctor notifying me that I had lupus. And by the way, you're in the middle of a flare up, so don't get pregnant. And I'm like, well, you know, something's not ringing true. <laughs> so I take a test and oh my gosh, <laughs> surprise. So I find out the same day that I'm pregnant. I remember just looking out at everybody, just thinking, how am I going to do all this? You know, I have my, you know, fairly new business. I have another child on the way, chairmanship, and now lupus, which, you know, was really affecting my, my health. Um, but again, I just, I go with the flow. I, I do it. I just keep going. And I did that. We had, um, we had my second child with lots of complications uh, as during the pregnancy, but he made it through. He was a gift to us. Um, and during that time, I'm building up my business. I'm building up my, um, you know, my, I, I hate saying following, but, you know, my following of people that really believed in me and, and really liked my stuff. And I was getting known within, you know, the internet marketing industry. Um, for my brandspiration, because I look at the world through lyrics, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and yeah. I, I always say um, it's almost like uh, what's that movie with uh, Russell Crowe? The um, Gladiator. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Gladiator. No, <laughs> I just go and I slay people. No, uh, uh, Beautiful Mind. It's okay. like the movie A Beautiful Mind, um, where he, you know, in the beginning, where like he, they show like the him doing the math problems and like it starts illuminating. Yeah. When yeah, I yeah. hear music, you know, when I hear lyrics, like these little like illuminations come to my mind of, oh, you know, that's a great way for explaining this marketing concept or this branding concept or, you know, how to go about doing, you know, this, you know, business strategy. And so, I would just take these music lyrics and put them into my writing on my blog, my Branspiration blog, and that's basically how I got known. Um, and so, you know, Branspiration is branding inspiration. It, it comes from, you know, the lyrics and, and the music and, and the whole music industry I've always been really fascinated by. And during my entire life, every time that I was in a slump or, you know, dealing with a tragedy or whatever, it's been music that has pulled me through it and, you know, it's just who I am at a core. Mm. So, you know, fast forward um, to about 18 months ago, um, a little bit over 18 months, almost two years ago, um, my youngest son was having some developmental delays. And, um, you know, I, I had to go into mom mode. I Again, it's like, you know, family comes first. So then that's why I started my business was to be able to focus on my kids while they're young and still do what I love and still be me. Um, but I had to give everything up basically at the height of what I was doing where, where people wanted really to start working with me. And I, you know, I had clients, you know, just this list building up, but I do about 40 hours of therapy with him each week now. And, um, and it's great because he's going into general education next year when he goes into, you know, transitional kindergarten. And so that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just one of those things that, you know, you do what you do, you know, you do you, (laughs) You I mean, (laughs) and for me, that's, I'm going to go in, I'm going to give whatever situation my all and, and we'll make it through one way or another. And so that's, 
that's my story in a nutshell. I don't know. I, I like <laughs> it's a giant nutshell. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my maiden name is Oaks. It's like a big acorn. <laughs> <laughs> that, I mean, it's a great story, and you know what? I, it, what's I love about it is just how you keep getting back up, and but also going with the flow, and you know the the, the whole idea of, of Dow and marketing is. You know, you you you're just flowing. You got to keep going, and you, you flow over, and eventually you you overcome the obstacles. You overcome the problems. Um, Why? What has do you feel that being this way has helped you to accomplish? I mean, what what do you think are the most important things that you've accomplished? Or you know, you talk about family, et cetera. What did, what do you think it's it's helped happen? By being this way, you know. By, uh, by going with the flow, um, <laughs> by, being, by being crazy. No, um, <laughs> you know, there's that that one uh, Japanese proverb. You know, fall seven, stand eight. I believe it. Get up mm-hmm. eight. Um, or as as I like to say for the '90s, I get knocked down, but I get up again. But that's a drinking song. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think what it's done for me, and, and again, as I as I talked about at the beginning. Is going into a situation and not allowing negativity to bring you down. You know, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have, you know, bad things happen to you because that's life. Everybody, everybody deals with that, you know. Um, and sometimes you're going to get, like, punched a whole bunch of times in the face, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's business, you know. And then there's going to be other days where you're a shining star and everything's going great. You just have to focus on the moment and, and just kind of be present in that moment I've found that when you focus on the situation in front of you and you still have an idea of what you're going to, you know, what you want to do in the future, or what your the goal is, but you're focusing more on what's in front of you, um, you're able to accomplish a lot more. You know, you, you don't get bogged down and messed up in your head. Um, so that's kind of what I've gained from all of it. I always say there's really no moral to my story because <laughs> it keeps going on and on. It's like an after-school special or a very special episode. I have all these very special episodes that happen. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've gained a, a business. I've gained friendships. I've gained, you know, family, being with my kids and seeing them thrive. And, you know, above all, I've, I've just kind of centered myself as I've gotten older and I've stopped worrying about everybody else or what I think life should be or what success should look like. And I've just focused on well, what's success for me? What does my life need to look like in the future and now, you know, to make it to make it more bearable, no. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to make it, you know, what I want and to be enjoying it while it's there. Uh, yeah, that's Fantastic. I mean that that is the moral of the story, though. I mean, we talked a little bit about this this passage in the Tao Te Ching: "The Tao never does anything; yet through it, all things are done." If powerful women and men can center themselves in it, the whole world would be transformed by itself and in, in its natural rhythms. And it seems to me, you know, I mean, your whole philosophy of just following the rhythm and and going with it. I mean, that's the moral. Is at life. It seems like you're taking those lemons and making lemonade and making music out of that lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> I'm making lemon drops. I'll be at the bar. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, why do you feel, you know, with going with the flow, do you feel when it comes to branding and flowing with branding? I mean, do you think everyone needs a brand? I mean, you've got a strong brand with the flow and the music and brand inspiration. Uh, does everyone need a personal brand? Um, 
do you think it helps them influence? Well, yes and no. You know, I'm, I'm known for this one quote that I put out years ago, which is, you're a brand if you do, and you're a brand if you don't. Meaning, a brand, a personal brand especially, is all about the experience of you. Everybody has an experience of who they are. Everybody puts out the vibes of who they are. Um, you know, it's, it's like, you know, everybody has that friend, right? You know, <laughs> and that friend could mean anything like, oh my God, it's that friend or, oh wow, that's that, that friend. You know, it's because that's who they are. That's their vibe. That's their personality. And it's the same thing with your personal brand. So you are a brand either way, but as far as, you know, creating a personal brand, focusing on it, you know, it is important if you have a goal, you know, and whatever that goal might be, you know, if you want to achieve a goal, then yeah, you should think about your personal brand. You should put a strategy in place and, you know, and go for it. But if, <laughs> and if you don't have goals, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, but the truth is not everybody, it's like I said earlier, you know, your success and your, what looks like a great world to you could be different to other people. You know, I know plenty of people that are just really happy with the status quo. Like they don't want to make waves. They don't want to, they just want to get through their work or they just want to get through their life. And that works for them. And that's totally okay. And so should they be, you know, concerned about their brand or, you know, I think nobody should be so uptight about their brand <laughs> because if you're that uptight, you know, you're, you're really not being authentic to yourself, you know, yeah. you're, you're just, or, or maybe you're being authentic to your OCD. I don't know. But, you know, those type of people that, that really, um, those type of people, that sounds really bad, but, you know, <laughs> the, but, you know, people that don't have that, aspiration of, of being, you know, whatever it might be, fame, you know, rich, uh, influential, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> you do you, you know, and, and then you should always do you, you know. <laughs> so I think it's just really the matter of the people that want to, that they have a goal or they have a dream or aspiration, put a strategy in place. Absolutely. Think about your brand. Awesome. And so let's talk about, um, you know, Given your life lessons and given the fact that you're awesome at branding, uh, what do you think are the two or three biggest things that someone could do today to find goals, to go with the flow more, and to establish their personal brand? Go, 30 seconds. (laughs) 30 seconds. All right. I say think about your brand like a party. Right? So how would you bring a party? How would you go about doing a party? So the first thing is you have to figure out what type of party you're throwing right? Um, is it a Super Bowl party, a networking party? Is it a birthday party? But what type of party are you throwing? What's the vibe, you know, the general topic of what you're all about? Um, next, you have to think about the guest list. Who are you inviting to your party? You know, who's going to, number one, you know, want to jam out with you? And, you know, who, who's going to attend? Think about the guest list. So who are you marketing yourself to? And who's going to also help you um, get to where you want to be? A third, think about the music and the, you know, or the mood, right? Because if you have a party, you want music there, what's the mood? You don't want like a down tempo or vibe to your tone of voice if you're trying to promote yourself as somebody that's, you know, bubbly, right? So, you know, think about the voice of your brand and your unique personality and who you are. Think of yourself as the characteristic of, you know, your personality and how you will put that out there for getting that goal that you have. 
Um, and then I'll just put two more things, even though you said only three. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. But, uh, you know, think about what you're serving at your party as well, right? So think about your drinks and food. I used to throw parties all the time. And one of my favorite things to do is name your drink concoctions, right? So you have like a martini bar or whatever. That's what makes you interesting. So how are you packaging yourself? Like how are you, you know, serving your food at the party? It's like the pigs in the blanket, you know what I mean? You know, do something that's interesting. Create your offer, your value proposition, why people should you know, want to be there, why people should want to be around you or want to hire you or want to, you know, work with your business, whatever that might be. And then the final thing is think about the swag. What are you giving away? So what is your intellectual property? What, you know, relevant things um, to that topic that you're all about or, you know, to your industry can you put out? Um, you know, what are, what's your opinions on things? What, you know, have an opinion. And also, you know, within the swag as well is if you're building up your following or your list, you know, what are you giving away? You know, so what kind of intellectual property are you putting out there or um, thoughts, you know, tips, action items that you put out there to, you know, get people interested and coming back for more because they want to come back to your party. That's awesome. Those are great tips. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that poorly planned parties and you're actually helping them plan better parties now too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've been to a that, few of those that parties. That comes from being at the chamber for so long. I used to throw parties for anything from, you know, small, intimate, you know, uh, gatherings to, you know, thousand people dinner galas or 50,000, you know, people taste of the beach type thing. So that's, oh. I always think in parties and music. <laughs> and I, I like that idea of swag and giving things away because a lot of people, they want to hold everything in. And, you know, they probably have actual parties where they don't give anything away. It's like, bring your own stuff. And, <laughs> and, uh, and you have the potluck party, but you know what? But here's the thing um, there's a lot of people that have built up brands and have built up their, you know, their businesses by having other people like this, like a podcast, having other people come to the party and bring their own intellectual property and help, you know, build them up within that way. Um, so that is a, a way to do it. But yes, I, you know, I hate what I call sucka MCs. Um, those are the, the faux experts that just kind of like regurgitate what everybody else says. Have your own intellectual property, have your own thoughts out there. And what if someone doesn't have those thoughts? Uh, I mean, how do, you, how do you go about finding them? How, how, what are the ways that you help someone find those thoughts? Okay, and that's a fantastic question because question, that comes up a lot. Um, like anything, I think people, when they first start you know, their business or, or whatever it is that they're looking at doing with their personal brand, they want to come out as an expert right from the get-go. The get and they're not. You know, you're not always going to be an expert, and that's okay you know, come out and just be true to who you are. But as you, you know, in the beginning, like I said, I didn't start off knowing everything about marketing. I learned. I, I had trials and errors. I read everything that I could. I immersed myself with mentors and people that could help educate me. And from there, I started putting my own ideas into place. And, you know, I like to use analogies and lyrical references. That's, that's what I do. Everybody has a different thing, you know, and so one of the ways that I tell people that they possibly could go about it is let's say you're passionate about something. I'm passionate about music, 
I mean, that I just, I love music. That's my passion. Some people are passionate about sports. Um, you know, think about your passion and then look at your, you know, things about what you do. See if you can create analogies from there that help, you know, educate people in a way that's easier to learn something. And that's one simple step that you could do as far as starting to develop your own intellectual property is, you know, make a unique analogy, something that's not out there. Um, Also, within the music industry, you always hear about, you know, how, you know how every summer there comes a, you know, a summer song, like the summer anthem. And you know and it's, it's way overplayed, song. and you're like, "Oh my God, totally. I don't want to hear this. Get this out of my head. I don't want to call anybody. Um, <laughs> call me maybe. <laughs> but you know, but you know, so there's always like that one song that comes out in the summer, and that's a hit song. And in the record industry, you know, the A and R people are always looking for hits, right? So when a hit song comes out, people know that there's a formula there that that you know, the vibe is going on in that moment. So a lot of the musicians will then, you know, copy that style that of music and they'll put out their own, you know, hit songs, you know, not always hits, right? <laughs> These are usually the one hit wonders, right? Yeah. But what ends up happening is it saturates the market and that happens in every industry. It gets saturated with ideas or saturated with the same topics that everybody keeps talking about. So a, you know, Everything has a rhythm to it. Like, you know, at the turn of summer into fall, there's going to be a new hit that comes out. You know, there's going to be a new genre, maybe. People get bored of the same thing over and over again. You know, it's like you can only take so much metal before, you know, alternative music comes out, right? You can only take so much, you know, hip hop before like a rap, you know, a hardcore rap comes out, you know. So one of the things that you could do for yourself in developing your IP is look for the holes, right? So if everybody's talking about one item, think about another item within your industry that nobody's really talking about. And especially if you can develop your own opinions and thoughts based around whatever that may be, you know, so find the hole. And, and that's another way to develop your IP and have your own opinions out there, have your own thought process, Wow, that that's awesome. And you know, I was just thinking throughout this, you gave away so much advice that we might just have to not make this into a podcast. I might just have to charge for this recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll give and you half. That's how you make money. <laughs> uh, uh, that's how you monetize your brand. <laughs> exactly. Monetized. You've been monetized. <laughs> Uh, awesome. Awesome. Kimberly, thank you so much. Um, so how does someone get in touch with you or do you want them just to follow you on Twitter or do you want them to just leave you alone? <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> um, my, my website right now, it's under construction, <laughs> but you can find me at KimberlyBordenaro.com. Um, and that will be up pretty soon. So I will be back, you know, once my, once my younger son gets back, uh, into kindergarten, which will be probably around August, I'll be coming full force, you know, out the, out the gate again. So people will definitely be able to find me. But in the meantime, just, you know, bookmark Kimberly Bordenaro or bookmark me on Twitter at Brandspiration and I will be out there pretty soon. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I look forward to talking to you again. And uh, we've got some exciting stuff we're uh, working on. Um, but thank you so, so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Thank you. Folks, I hope you liked that interview 
with Kimberly. What I tell you, she's full of energy and a great story. Girl knows a lot. And she rolls with the punches. It's a great example of not only rolling with the punches, but also the fact that entrepreneurship gives you more security. It gives her the ability to help her kids, to help her son when he needs most, but still keep working. You know, she doesn't talk about it, but Kimberly wasn't an entrepreneur. She would have to have completely stopped working, but she still works because she can do it at her, not leisure, but when she can fit it in because she has no leisure time now. She's down to the wire, down to the minute. Take her advice. Work on your personal brand. Think about that party. Think about who you want coming to that party. Take that philosophy and apply it to your life this week. Apply it to your business. Apply it to your marketing. Take those steps this week. If you took some steps last week and you take some steps this week, every week you're going to get a little bit better. And six months from now, you're going to be amazed at the change, amazed at what you've influenced, amazed at who you've influenced, and amazed at the new levels of success you find. I promise. Until then, thanks for listening. This is Ian Garlic. Make sure to go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review The Tao of Inbound with Ian Ian Garlic. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week. 